0: And welcome back to Hero Gab This week we'll talk about supervillains and poverty But before that, we'll tell you a little bit about ourselves I'm Vincent, and I grew up in Waldorf, Maryland Uh, My major is communications And my two favorite villains are The Reverse Flash and Dormammu Uh, The reason why Reverse Flash is my favorite uh, More specifically, uh, Professor Zoom uh, Is because his backstory is... um, really intricate or it's it's uh I think crazy how he can't necessarily kill Barry Allen but he still wants to make his life hard and
1: I'm Brandon. I'm from Glen Burnie, Maryland, and as it stands, I'm actually undecided for my major and my three favorite villains are Scarecrow, the Joker, and Deathstroke. Mainly because I find those characters very interesting, especially when you delve deeper into their backgrounds or why they do it. And for the Joker, everybody loves the Joker, come on. Now you said one of your favorite villains was Reverse Flash. Uh And since we're talking about poverty, where does that character stand in the socioeconomic status?
0: Uh, so, reverse flash, uh, Eobard Thawne, he is a scientist in the future, from the 25th century. So, um, I would say he's probably rich, or uh, high high uh, class. One um, of your villains, Scarecrow, what, how, where does he stand in this socioeconomic ladder?
1: So, Scarecrow is, in my opinion, a very interesting character, especially with his background. He grew up on a farm with a rather abusive grandmother. But later in life, he pursued his fascination with fear in the form of psychology to try to get a better understanding and feel for what fear really is and what it means to people. So he was a rather well-renowned psychologist in his field but his fascination with fear overtook that need or that want for wealth or recognition and when he became the scarecrow all of his his status just completely disappeared he was now completely feared by everyone but More so on the socioeconomic standard, I'd say that he's still upper class more so because he was a psychologist, a well-renowned psychologist at that. It's just his fascination took a very dark turn very quickly. You know, I see a theme with both of our characters that we picked. While they may have started out poor... They either grew out of it or did something to get out of it, usually before they become the villain. So, that kind of comes into play. How many characters or villains are there that are actually in poverty?
0: Uh, so, some villains that are in poverty are villains like Diamondback from Luke Cage, uh, the Joker from Batman, uh, Trickster from The Flash. These are some villains that are uh, in poverty from the beginning. But one thing that I've noticed is that even though they may have started uh, within poverty, as time progresses, their animosity towards the hero starts to overtake the character, uh, character's background or the character more so than uh, the poverty is really uh, relevant. So it becomes more so not a...
1: Not a need for money, but a need to overpower their arch-nemesis or the hero that they're facing.
0: Mm, yeah. Poverty within comics, from what we've seen, tends to have like a short-term impact on uh, a villain's beginnings. Uh, but the, the um, rivalry between a hero and a villain starts to become uh, more of a better understanding or uh so it it becomes a, a better motivator for a villain than their uh poverty now what i
1: find rather interesting about this is that if a villain starts out more so on the richer side such as lex luthor wealth seems to be a major major key in what they do and how they operate for example with lex luthor He's usually depicted as, while being very intellectual, he has a lot of technological advancements to help him fight like Superman and the likes. Um, Another character who, their origins are a little skewed with their wealth, Deathstroke, because he's a mercenary for hire, same with uh, Deadshot, who They don't necessarily do it for themselves, they do it for their kids. They don't want their kids to have to deal with the same problems that they had growing up or become what they are. They want them to have regular, comfortable, and safe lives. So what are some intersectionalities between these villains that we listed within being on the poor, side. Uh,
0: Some intersections that we see with villains, uh, usually they are male, uh, straight, cisgendered, and uh, white. But um, some other uh, things we may see that villains have is um, a uh, quote-unquote non-normative aspect of themselves uh, within society. So uh, some villains may be asexual or, uh, have a different cultural background. Uh, so Brandon, what, uh, do you think it's more of a gateway for villains into crime? Uh, poverty or wealth? Uh, because personally for me, I think poverty is more of a, uh, gateway.
1: I personally believe it's kinda hard to pinpoint because we have discussed... Villains that have been on both sides of the spectrum, so I would say it's more so both. It's just depending on what they want, whether it's the basic needs of survival that they can't get, or that they just want just more money or more power. Now tonight we are joined by guest speaker, Brady. Say hi. Hi, what's up? Now... Brady, I'm just going to ask you a couple quick questions. Like, one, who's your favorite supervillain? My favorite
2: supervillain would be Bane from DC Comics.
1: Now, where does he stand on the socioeconomic status?
2: Well, a little bit of backstory on him. He was born into his father's sentence at Canadora Prison in Mexico. supposed to create super soldiers and instead it just gave him extreme strength and he had a dependency on it. Now before Bane tested this drug he was very intelligent he was a master strategist but while under the effects of this drug he is just an enraged behemoth and after he broke out of Pena prison he had a fear of bats which is why he is consistently after Batman but on the socioeconomic scale, he does not have a family anymore. So socially, he keeps to himself. And as a mercenary, that 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 field of work can vary as to how much money you make from that. So economically, I'm sure he's well. and never stated much about where he lives or any of that.
1: He only really pops up to try to hunt down that. So, would you say that his socioeconomic status is important to his character?
2: I really would not. His role in any comics or any movies that he's in are only to destroy Batman and just be a problem for him. So, as to, as to his socioeconomic status, I would not say that has anything much to do with his character development. His character really
1: Alright, and that's all we needed. Thank you for your time. Not a problem. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. While poverty may have affected most of the villains, as time progresses, their need for money or wealth seems to deteriorate. Ladies and gentlemen, that does
2: it for this podcast, and we will see you next time.